0: Hi and welcome to TalkWord. I'm Marty Dundix, Editor-in-Chief of Weekly Humorous Magazine and this is TalkWord, uh, a fun little podcast where professionally funny people come to tell awkward and cringeworthy stories and talk all about comedy. I'm very excited about today's guest, all the way from Kansas, uh, Mia Mercado.
1: Yeah, hello. Welcome, hello. Thank you for having me. Um,
0: Mia's a comedy writer and uh, you do some performing. Some event Um, performing of reading.
1: Yeah, I do readings.
0: And um, you've been in uh, New Yorker, Yorker, Bustle, uh, Belladonna, um, McSweeney's, Points and Case, Weekly Humorist. um, A huge list. Like, you have so many things on your resume. I was going through a lot of your articles, reading through a lot of stuff. Um, It's so funny. You're so funny. Like, I've read all of, I've read your things as they come out, I was reading them. But then reading a bunch at one time. Is such an impressive feat to see how much stuff you have in your portfolio.
1: Oh, thanks. You know,
0: like is this already a book? All of this should already I'm, be a book. I'm
1: working on a book, Are you? actually. Yeah, we can talk about that. Maybe yeah. Let's talk
0: about it. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest things I read was the article you did in the New Yorker about it was the groups. It was it was this. A
1: compiled list of collective nouns. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was so creative. Thank you. You know, and I'm just, i just—I think the one thing that stuck out when I went through a lot of your stuff was, it's so—it—it's it, such a—it a, a, seems like such a simplistic idea to start with. Like the kernel right. of the idea is so funny, and then it snowballs into such funny results. I mean, from that this yeah. one little idea. It's just there's so much fun stuff that came out of like this list is so clever. So um, How long have you been writing?
1: Um, I mean, I went to school for creative writing.
0: Where'd you go to school? I
1: went to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I'm from Wisconsin originally. You can probably detect it when I say words like bag. A little bit. <laughs> cheese heads. Yeah. you cheese, cheese heads there. Cheese heads, sausage, beer. I used just... to have
0: one of those cheese head hats. Wow. Have you ever seen? You've seen I've, those before. Have
1: I seen them? Yeah. I kept
0: it. I kept it for a like, Someone gave it to me and I kept it in my apartment in, in Brooklyn for such a long time and I almost never ever wore it. And it was so big and it was made of foam. It's one of these big cheese head yeah. things that everybody in Wisconsin has. Yeah. And it was a nice gift. And then I finally got rid of it just because it, it was just so big. It was like this yeah. big, ridiculous thing. I was like, I don't need this cheese head. Why do I have this? It's it's nice.
1: Yeah, unless you're going to a Packer game at Lambeau Field, yeah. which I've n- never done. Um, there's no reason to have a cheese head.
0: Never. It's just have a, you worn a cheese seen- head?
1: I don't think so. They're big. They're big. I've seen them. <laughs> I have definitely touched one.
0: Yeah. Which, they're like hard foam.
1: Yeah, they're not comfortable. No. They're not aesthetically pleasing. It's,
0: they're made for the elements. You, you know what?
1: That's, yeah. Because you're not Didn't wearing that cheese hat. head
0: in Florida. You're oh, wearing that not. in, in the, the winters of Lambeau Field. Yeah. It's cold here in New York. You, you uh, brought the weather with you or something. Yeah, you're, but you're not But you're not dressed for the weather.
1: Oh, I'm dressed plenty fine, mother.
0: <laughs> you look like a New Yorker, though.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, that's the best compliment that you can give somebody. The, that's
0: the wow. fancy coat.
1: Fancy coat. You got the new look hair. At me. New hair. I'm blonde. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow, the best compliment you can give I'm somebody trying. that's born and bred in the Midwest is you do not look like you're from the Midwest. Sorry, Midwest.
0: Do you think that people being born in the Midwest, um, they they have a, a comedic sensibility that's better? than some of these uh, West Coast, East Coast writers.
1: I feel like I'm obligated to say yes, because that's myself. I just
0: feel like there's so many funny comedy people, whether it's writers or stand-up comics, yeah. that come out of the Midwest, mm-hmm. and just maybe their viewpoint is different in a way where they can be a little bit more, not mainstream, but uh, appealing to a vast audience.
1: Yeah, you maybe we're just not hardened by like having to sit and wait for the train And we, like, have a slightly more affordable lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) We're more comfortable and life is more convenient. So we're not, like, hardened by the elements quite as much. So we're like, you know, we can be funny and also, like, kind of happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the happiness. (laughs) That's what it is. It's the happiness early on. Yeah. You're not so jaded so quickly. Mm -hmm. That's a great point.
1: Yeah. I am curious. What would you consider the Midwest to be? Do you consider Kansas and Missouri the Midwest? I have this argument with my husband, Riley. Because I'm from Wisconsin and he's like, that's not the Midwest. That's the North and i was like that's not a that i would that's accept it, i would
0: say wisconsin's even in the midwest for me too. yes i agree yeah. well i would kind of, and I, i'm not going to you know call them flyover states because that's a oh, insult oh
1: i will call them that but i would it's call okay. them flyover states yeah. just because
0: that's where it happens right i'll fly to los angeles i fly over all these states i oh, wouldn't yeah. say i wouldn't say ohio is really the midwest
1: well yet. what is it then i don't know yet? i guess
0: it is i guess it is it's so close would to pennsylvania okay but yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, Pennsylvania is not Midwest.
1: Mm. We're isolating a lot of people here. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe Pittsburgh is. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I've never been.
0: I would say Philadelphia is not. I don't know. Yeah, we're, fi- we're really getting. We're, we're drilling down too yeah. much into these, uh, into, in, into the <laughs> districts.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're going to draw those lines right now.
0: So you went to college for creative writing.
1: I did. I went to I majored in English, um, English creative writing and then you had to choose a track, either poetry or fiction and I picked fiction. Good. Because yeah. <laughs> no, because I was like, I mean, what are I'll you gonna do? You, I mean, what am I gonna do either way, really? Exactly. I was yeah. like, Well, don't think I wanna be a poet <laughs>
0: You're, but you're picking... I don't
1: think I wanna write like straight up fiction.
0: You're picking two paths and both paths seems to seem to end at a cliff.
1: Yeah, they were like, <laughs> Do you wanna yeah, do you wanna jump off this cliff and die? Or this other cliff and die in a different way.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um
1: Yeah, it wasn't until after college that I realized creative nonfiction was even a thing that I could be doing. <laughs> I yeah. I wrote a lot of very bad half poems, a lot of very bad short stories that will never see the light of day other than those creative writing 201 classes
0: <laughs> well you need to get there i remember um i had to take i went to syracuse and i studied art mm-hmm. and i like had visual art i did visual course. uh i did illustration okay was when i had to pick a uh, like a pick pe- i had to pick a path within the art community you can do illustration
1: or poetry those are the I, only I took, two. <laughs> exactly i
0: took poetry um but, and I was so bad at it. But it was so much fun to take poetry because it wasn't a major. It was like an elective. Yeah. So I took it just as like a, as a fun thing. And it was fun to learn how to do, you know, you, you know as much as you can be taught how to do poetry. Right. Because they, they, they give you the parameters and you kind of, you know, it's almost like a Mad Libs mm-hmm. where they're like, this is kind of how you have to do it. And then you kind of figure it out. And mine were always like silly and dumb and like mysterious
1: so you always kinda knew like I want something to be a little bit funny.
0: Everything always had to be a little bit funny okay. with me. I, I never really took anything seriously. Oh I took my myself entire very life. seriously. Really? <laughs>
1: yes. Very As much so. As a youngster? Yeah. I mean honestly And until, then did like, you grow college, out of it? Yeah, I mean, I still probably take myself a little bit too seriously, like in the privacy of my own brain, but <laughs> I'm able to laugh at it. Good. I mean like that when I'm being too serious, like too self serious, I'm able to recognize it and be like, Oh, calm down. You're just a person. You're Just a person.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you're—I mean, your your writing is is seriously funny.
1: Oh my gosh! Thank you. Right.
0: And would you would you take any of the ideas that you've done for the magazines, and would you explore a longer version of any of them? Like, would you blow up any of them into a full book? I or more of a collection of all of them into
1: yeah, a book. Yeah, I'm more a collection of a collection of. Uh, the pieces that I've done into a book. So, the book that I'm working on, do you want to get into that right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, so, it's not officially announced yet, but that's, a, that's okay. <gasps> we are unofficially Ooh, an announcing exclusive. this. It's an exclusive. Ah, talkward. A talkward First exclusive. Big thing. Here we go. Do you have music to queue up? Bum, bum, yep. I'll
0: push that. <laughs> yeah. We'll add that in later. Cool. It's going to sound great.
1: Excellent. You can just do the bum, bum, brum and then just. Echo <laughs> It'll that. be. It'll be a like a.
0: It'll be a horrible horn section, like a.
1: Excellent, that's sad what... trombone. Oh, sad trombone. <laughs> um, yeah, so I a I signed with um, a literary agent back in March. We've been working on a proposal. Um, for a nonfiction humor book. Great. And we sold that proposal to um, Harper One.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a That's a real deal place.
1: Yeah, it's a real place. I said it to my parents and they were like, we know what that means.
0: Even we've heard of that. Even
1: we know. Do they
0: have offices here in New York City?
1: Harper? Yeah. Um, the editor that I'm work with, working with, I think is based out of San Francisco.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I'm sure they have offices Just pop somewhere. pop in. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, what's up? You don't know me yet, but you will. Maybe. I don't know.
0: We signed a deal. That means I'm allowed to have the free coffee on this floor if I want. just throw my coat wherever.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's a collection of both personal essays and satirical or just like – like yeah, satirical would it be stories. stuff that's
0: already been published at all in magazines can yeah you, so can it, you take that stuff
1: yeah so i've had to i've talked to emma Ellen at the new yorker yeah. just to make sure like hey is it legally okay if i take this will i have to pay you are we lady? good Never, are we good will we still be best friends forever in my head and heart if this happens um but yeah so it's going to be a combination of both personal essays which i haven't really done a lot out in the world mm-hmm. so i'm excited for that i'm excited to like start putting those out into that's awesome. the internets. yeah um and then there'll also be some things that i've published online and some new satire pieces okay yeah
0: and what's the timeline like how many pieces do you need uh, to fill a book
1: yeah so i'm working <laughs> in word counts which is very strange for okay. me so it's like sixty ish words so what is that like 300 pages three so it's like okay
0: 300 pages yeah
1: so it's it's about it's between 30 and 35 pieces mm-hmm. um which like a little more than half of those will be personal essays mm-hmm. and then the rest will be those satirical ish kind of pieces that and you've I picked out from. stuff
0: that you already want to go and like you're like i'm absolutely this is absolutely going in the book this is absolutely going. yeah
1: i've picked a few of my favorites that i think fit the theme of what the book is mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna try to include those
0: good well i yeah. can't wait for all of the weekly humorous articles to go in the book it's very all exciting them, every single one <laughs> I'm gonna just personally just shove them into the book in the bookstores later. I'll print them out, and be like, "Hey, did yeah. you miss this?" <laughs> this just one. like
1: this, like eight by <laughs> eight by eleven, stuck in the middle.
0: <laughs> It'll be like a notebook. It's an addendum, a piece of like lined of notebook paper. Yeah, just shove them in the book. <laughs> That's exciting! Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you.
1: I'm very excited. And
0: I'm do you very know nervous. the title? Have you been rattling around with titles in your head?
1: Yeah, I'm, the working title is weird but normal. Okay. Um so the all of the essays and stories we'll talk about the things about ourselves that we think are weird that are actually kind of normal if you would talk to anybody else mm-hmm. and the parts of culture that we take as normal that are actually really weird if you thought twice about them. So it's both about um I mean it, yeah so like these like inner things that we like think are uncomfortable and awkward and also like the just examining culture in a way that
0: So yeah. what do you what are things that you um like in a personal essay, if you're writing something, is it more right. about like everyday interactions that then you focus on?
1: It's it's both. So it's like gonna be like big milestone things. I'm gonna talk about getting married and how that's a weird thing and all of the weird rituals and routines like Tons. right? It's weird. Like bridal showers, that's strange. And the
0: older not the older we get, the older our humanity gets, I right. guess. Like as as generationally we've we've moved from what traditional marriage was back when it was like you were sort of buying someone's daughter with like oh yeah like dowries a dowry all that kind of stuff how much corn it modernized modernized and it became more of just like a tradition and it was less about that and Mm -hmm. then i feel like we've even leaped from like the 40s 50s type of marriage Mm -hmm. to now where so many people Get married and get divorced, and like the divorce ruins their lives. They're like, Well, why, God, why did we even get married? We could have just not gotten married. Because, yeah. like, the, the legal part of it is mm-hmm. like the legal part of the getting that married. Is a very seems very part of it seems very interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, like, the whole part about people getting married because they're in love, that seems great. But then it's the whole like governmental part of getting married that seems very, like, huh. So, how come all of that, like, where did that come from?
1: Oh, yeah. And that's stuff that, like, that's not on pinterest right that's not on like <laughs> wedding blogs where they're like so you're gonna go to the courthouse and you're gonna wait in line and somebody's gonna like laugh at your name a little bit and ask you why you're changing the name the way that you are and yeah. why you're not like yeah there are so many things that i mean we i still haven't changed my name my husband and i are both changing our names
0: you're doing a hyphen
1: we're not doing a hyphen so i'm i'm still gonna be me you're and doing a mashup we're, no, we're not doing a mashup. Could you imagine? Well, so my husband's last name is Taylor. Okay. And honest, like I'm, so I'm half Asian. And if I walked around the world as Mia Taylor, I think that would confuse everybody. They'd be like, "That no, that doesn't match up." And doesn't also, confute. like, I do not feel like a Mia Taylor even a little bit. Yeah. Um. So we're both keeping our respective last names, and then we're taking each other's last names as our middle names. So all right. Yeah. So I'll be. I mean, my full full name is Amelia Lortis, and then his last name Taylor, then Mercado. Okay. And then he's gonna be Riley Mercado Taylor. Okay. My parents still don't understand it. They are addressing all of our mail, mayor- all of our mail as Mister and Mrs. Riley Taylor.
0: Oh, are yeah. they? Yeah. Well, that. I like your last name though. Thank he you. He should take your last name. Right. It's better. That
1: also. <laughs> right. It is. You said it. Mercado? Come on. Yeah, Mercado's a great last. It's a great name. last name. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. These generations of dads where
0: i grew up in uh, suburban maryland there was a jeweler named Mercado jewelers and it huh. was like the number one jewelry place like mm. locally in maryland so it was Mercado for me is like the luxury diamond dealer oh of maryland
1: <laughs> not related even a little bit no
0: no it and it was like also it was like in a strip mall like it wasn't like a fancy place maybe
1: related <laughs> maybe related. <laughs>
0: So that sounds fun with all the names and the the changing. And yeah. I mean, if you, you're you actually going to change all the names, you have to go through so much like yeah. social security cards and yeah, we'll driver's see when, licenses. when and if that happens. Ugh, that we'll, sounds like such a headache. Eventually.
1: I'm still, my name Ugh. is still the same, so.
0: Yeah. What's the timeline on the book next year?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, spring-ish 2020.
0: When you learned how to be a, a funny comedy writer, how did that happen? How did uh, someone That's just, a
1: really great question. Did, if I knew that, I would just be like, this XYZ. I don't know. Um I I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, "Yeah, I always I like I relied on comedy as a way to connect to people. I never thought I was funny. I never was like that was never a thing that people are like, "You're funny." I don't I don't have a real answer other than like after so after college, I was like, "What am I going to do with this creative writing degree?" I literally Googled creative writing jobs, <laughs> and that's great. Yeah,
0: who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I found Hallmark Cards, uh, like the like greeting card company. Yeah. Um, so I interned with them for a summer, and I worked with them for about five years. Wow. Yeah, and I worked on their humor card line. Um, I started on like the very serious and that's the cards. shoebox greetings. Yes, yes, yes.
0: I remember shoebox greetings. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I worked on those cards. I helped write them. I helped pick which jokes were funny enough to go on. Those them. are funny. Yeah, they there are very very funny talented people that work on those cards, both like writers and illustrators and all the way down the line of creative people.
0: Greeting cards is a huge business.
1: Literally a million you know, dollar business. People which is buy them bananas. To my
0: me. mom, oh, my mom goes in. And just buys greeting cards yeah, for no reason. Oh, she's she keeping no us in business. She has no one to sell. She has no one to give these to. But she will in the future. And yeah. growing up, and we still have it. There's like this small antique uh secretary desk, like the kind where it's like slanted already, and it's kind of like has leather type things on it. And the whole the whole thing lifts up, mm-hmm. and it's storage. And the entire thing is packed to the brim with greeting cards. Yeah, and you just you. If you need a greeting card, go into this desk and rifle through it. And it's a variety of topics. Yeah. There's graduation. There's retirement. There's birthdays. There's mm-hmm. tons of stuff.
1: St. Patrick's Day. St. Well, I Patrick's can tell you, Day. There's, there's a, is a lot of everything.
0: birthday. There's yeah. a lot of insulting old women type getting older. Yeah. Like, there's so many oh, dirty yeah. cards that was in there. the
1: bread and butter. A lot my of- My mom
0: loves them. Yeah. My mom has sisters and they always send each other greeting cards. That is exactly- And they exactly... like keep them. Yeah. And they send each other this- Like my mom had got two cards this- christmas that were like jokey type hallmark cards from mm-hmm. two different sisters and they were the same card
1: that's real cute <laughs> isn't that cute that's very cute they know each other <laughs> they super do. well that is quite the hallmark moment that they experienced. it is yeah so i edited do you still
0: do any hallmark writing
1: yeah so i work with them just on a freelance basis um i left to freelance full-time um, and I, yeah, I still work with them doing some of their social media stuff, like writing stuff that they have their artists turn into cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a little bit of their card work. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's still, it's, it's fun still how a whole cool company.
0: It, like, um, working in, uh, the magazine publishing business with, mm-hmm. uh, writers like yourself and then with a ton of cartoonists. Cause I, yeah, uh, we have a lot of cartoonists and so many of them also are greeting card people. Like really? so many of the cartoonists sell at all the, at all the shows, like, um, like I know Scott Nickel, I know Bob Eckstein. Mm-hmm. They all do great. Everything they draw is either in a magazine, it's in Mad, it's in The New Yorker, or it goes into their portfolio for greeting cards. Huh. And it's stationary shows. And, like, that, that world, like, there's so much crossover with oh, the written yeah. stuff and the art stuff. And it's nice, it's, it's nice that it mm-hmm. keeps on going.
1: Yeah. I mean, Etsy, like, is, that had a huge... That's Speaking of research.
0: Etsy, I went to your store oh, on no. Etsy, Mia. <laughs>
1: uh oh.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Right I, here. Yeah. Mia this,
0: Mercado on Etsy. Wow.
1: We're getting into it. So when I started freelancing full time. Oh, you had I, a great.
0: Where, where is the product you had? Darn it. Where is it?
1: Oh, if I told you how to. If I don't even really know. It's how to a
0: navigate. mug with this. Yes. It's this mug.
1: The good girl. Can I swear on the podcast? Yes. You can. Okay. I was just making sure. Uh, good girl, bad bitch. I, so I drew that. That's my dog. <laughs> um, so when I started freelancing full time, I had a slight panic attack and was like, what am I going to do with all my time? Oh, my gosh. I'm not in an office from nine to five. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. So I like just started a bunch of different stuff. I start like, maybe I can use Photoshop.
0: Revenue streams.
1: Try, yeah. try. You know? My Etsy shop isn't quite the revenue stream, but... But it, it could was, be. It could be, and it's fun. I mostly did it like...
0: You set this up, you put up one mug, and you're like, okay, and then nothing happens. Here we and go. And then all of a sudden, one day you get an order for like a thousand of these mugs because That's one person bought. That's dream. Buys,
1: you know? Yeah. Every once like at Christmas time is when like the holiday season, people, I've had a couple <laughs> people send that to their loved ones, which, so now my dog is in there. So kitchen. on one
0: side, I'll describe this for the audience listening at home, and we'll put this on the side, but on one side of the mug is an adorable illustration of uh, Mia's dog. What's the dog's name?
1: Her name is Ava.
0: Ava. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, two illustrations of Ava, and in between the heads of the dog illustrations is a rainbow, and under the rainbow it says either good dog or bad bitch, depending on the side of the mug that you were looking at. Mm -hmm. I like it.
1: I do, too. I'm glad that you like it. Do you
0: have any of these mugs at home?
1: I do because I can get them (laughs) sent to me discounted. Nice. (laughs) I mostly made it to give to myself and friends as an easy gift.
0: And 18 bucks. That's good.
1: Thank you. Got
0: to make some money on the markup there. Yeah,
1: just tried to... yeah go oh, I sell
0: we sell uh, weekly humorous stuff in the weekly humorous shop. go to WeeklyHumorousShop.com. get that plug and uh, there's like silly t-shirts and yeah. mugs and just all kinds of wacky stuff, and you know we, we pull from content from the site, but I mean you have to I mean, we do free shipping, so a mug will be like 15 1550 for a mug, or if it's a big mug, it's like 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. but the shipping's five bucks, and I, I I you know I add the shipping into the price, so the, the shipping's pretty much free That's anyway nice. yeah, but it's like a flat rate shipping. Yeah. But I mean, you end up not making almost. You make, like $5. Yeah. Oh,
1: there's like. So, like, the market for this stuff is like,
0: you know, you're making, you have to sell so many t shirts for it to make it. You're just like, how many of these t shirts do I have to sell? Like, a thousand? Oh, I'm not going to sell a thousand t shirts? Yeah. What's the next thing I can try to make money off of? Just keep on doing everything. Yeah. but that's fun. So I mean, it's it's clever and creative that you, you picked out so many fun things to do. Oh, thanks. Um, and what was the first piece that you got published? Was it a New Yorker piece?
1: No, the very very first piece. Well, so back in 2015, um, I had a piece published on the Hairpin when that okay. was still a thing. Yeah. Um, which R.I.P. Hairpin I lo- loved the Hairpin. Um, uh yeah so that was the first humor piece that i got published like out in the world before i was even like oh maybe i'll do this as like a real Mm -hmm. job thing um but when i started freelancing full time the first piece that i got published was on bust.com uh the the magazine but for the the website only um and it was called bath and body works is the suburban nonsense i crave um, because it is. Yeah. And yeah, it's just that was a very, very exciting it was after a very long lull of like zero acceptances, nobody yeah. getting back to me. Yeah, yeah, how many
0: rejections did you have to get before you got your first acceptance? Oh,
1: a lot. A lot of a lot of mixweenies that are like, sorry, this is didn't quite hit for me. Not not quite enough laps. Um yeah, a lot. I if I had a number I, I don't know, a hundred, two, like there's. I don't have an actual number for you, but
0: I love publishing new people. Um, like I love publishing people who are just starting and haven't gotten that yet. Yeah. It's so it's so um, like fulfilling to be able to be the place that gets to publish that yeah. first thing. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so exciting. Yeah, you know?
1: I feel like part of so I I was submitting to a bunch of different places, um, but didn't really have an idea of like what was out there, um, and I submitted to belladonna pretty early into the launch of their website oh they're wonderful they're so wonderful Mm -hmm. can't say enough good things about those editors um and they do a really wonderful thing where they're like hey even like here are also a bunch of different places that you can submit to like the humorist and thanks weenies and just a bunch of different places where even if it's not a fit for us here are places that like might like it and or are just venues for you to look into
0: I send people to them also just because they give much better feedback. Because they're, they're humor instructors. Feedback like they're queens. yes. They're instructors. Like they yeah. know how to tell someone how to be funnier. I can't, you know, like I, yeah. I, I can't tell you how to be funnier. I just know that it's funny or it's not funny. And yeah. I'm like, this works, it doesn't work. But I can't say I need you to make this funny it's like, make this funnier.
1: It's a very <laughs> it's like, special <laughs> Yeah, it's a special skill to it be is. able to have, to be like, here's exactly how you can punch this up. Yeah. Here's what's working. Here's what's not. I had to do a little bit of that as a greeting card editor, but it's like condensed down to literally like the front of a card and the inside of a card. So yeah. like, trying to go through a whole. Like, yeah, the best I can do piece. is I can
0: usually say, you know, this is a funny idea. And then it gets real mean. <laughs> and that's usually when I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, it doesn't work. Too you're, mean. Because you're mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop being so cruel, I guess is the only That's good feedback. feedback.
1: Yeah. That's just good life advice. <laughs> Don't be so mean. Stop
0: being so mean to people. Yeah. Hey, everybody. What's your, um, like, comedy influences? When I read a lot of the stuff that is really successful on McSweeney's or yeah. The New Yorker, or I uh, appreciate, or the, the, the first people that I thought that did it really well was, um, there was a collection that was published... Uh, of Steve Martin stuff, mm-hmm. for I think it was for uh, the New Yorker and maybe New York Magazine, where he would just write these kind of short. It was like before writing for the internet ex- existed because yeah. there wasn't any, mm-hmm. and it was kind of just like short absurdist type articles, and mm-hmm. they're so funny. Yeah, and that's kind of like the standard that I always look to when I look at new stuff coming in. I'm like, is it funnier? Is it is it funny in this way? Yeah, and then if it is, then I'm like, great, and then I can take it and mm-hmm. if it's not i'm like man well, it's something new and different okay let's see if it works but what do you use like who was your influence
1: yeah because i wasn't like again i wasn't super super into comedy like growing up mm-hmm. even into college like um a lot of the people that i look to as like my comedy icons are people that are currently popular it's i mean
0: nice yeah it's a lot you the, can meet them
1: i mean hopefully <laughs> that would be the dream um but it's people like megan amram mm-hmm. um alexander petrie 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 mm-hmm um that yeah that are making it work on like a bunch of different platforms yeah. um i megan
0: amram's great uh,
1: yeah amazing
0: and then also like uh like jesse eisenberg's been he publishes mm-hmm. a ton of stuff in McSweeney's yeah. in the new yorker and he's so versatile in the way that he can do multimedia like he's doing movies but he also right. writes and yeah and with megan amram and she's doing a, a a Good Place. Yep. The, the Good the Place. The Good Place, I yeah. I that show. That show was so it's
1: funny. A, it's a good show.
0: Um, but just, like, so creative. Have, have, would you want to do something more than writing?
1: In the future, definitely, yes. I mean, it seems silly to be like, no, no thanks. Pass. <laughs> well, Only I mean, writing can be.
0: Writing can be, you know, as a... It's an, it's an isolated thing, but, you know, if you can be in control of all the content, it's great. Yeah, the dream know?
1: would be to be in control of all the content. Of, like, to, like, write... The dream would be write a book, have it optioned. I mean, that's yeah. everybody's dream forever and it's always. Perfect. Yeah, so I'll just you can be do done. that. I think. Yeah, just yeah. do that. Oh, okay, cool. I'll just do that.
0: You should just do that. Just write it on the wall. This is my wall. I just I write all the stuff that I need to do. It's your
1: dream board. And the I wrote it on the board? wall.
0: And it's been about a year since I launched this, and uh, almost everything on that wall is happening.
1: It's a whiteboard with lots of blue, dry erase marker. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: That was, like, the day I launched this, I just wrote everything up there, and, like, bit by bit, every single little thing is happening. Podcast. Like, we're I, doing
1: the podcast right now.
0: We're on the podcast, and she's pointing to the podcast thing I wrote on the wall a year ago. Wow. And now we're doing it.
1: That's it's amazing. Very, that's very satisfying.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm a, I'm a person who enjoys checking off things on a list.
0: I, I have lots of lists. Yeah. I'm a list person. Yeah. Sometimes I'll write things that I already did just so I can check them off and then i write more things
1: that's how you that yeah, you gotta start with those things you gotta
0: start with those things yeah it's like wake up okay did that
1: mm-hmm. write this list write this list <laughs> working on it done halfway there yeah but yeah so comedy influences it's i i mean i go through mick sweeney's and weekly humorist mm-hmm. and belladonna and new yorker and um a lot of the people that are currently publishing on there are people that i look up to yeah like people like ryan cons and Rancon <laughs> just say her name thirty times, um, but yeah, she's I, great. Oh, she's amazing.
0: Um, I think I'm gonna finally get to meet her for the satire and humor festival yeah, in March. I'm
1: hoping to be able to come out. You're gonna that. come back? I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm not. It's not like officially, officially in the works, but yeah, hopefully
0: come back. Be on a panel. I mean, read something at that's, the uh, that's at what the humorous reading.
1: Yeah, we're it's all they're still trying to like nail stuff down. So
0: I'll, hopefully that's what happens. Yeah, we will be in.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, I'll write it down on your dry erase board. And then write it, it on happen. my dream
0: board, and we'll get my dream catcher and all my other weird superstitious things that I have in here. You have—I have a Speak monkey's it foot. Into a crystal you got to rub we'll... the monkey's foot. I have this weird—I don't know. This is like a chicken. That's a, a stapler. stapler. I have—I have my motivational sign.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good. That's good, just to remind yourself that you are doing a great fucking job. That's
0: right. I need to get that on a T-shirt. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I need a uh, an awkward or cringeworthy story. Yeah. Maybe. What do you have?
1: I mean, in the file. What? What do you want? Something short? Do you want something long? I could. I don't know. Well, okay. So we were talking earlier about. Let's
0: pretend you're telling a story in front of the satire and humor festival, and there's oh. four thousand people in the auditorium, because it's a big auditorium. I'll guys.
1: be like, thank you so much. I don't think I'm right for this. I love you <laughs> all. Goodbye. That's that's what I would do. Um I mean, do you want, I could talk about, I could tell a poop story. Sure. Do you feel like that at 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Okay. Um, This is is kind of my go-to story. So I, this, I'm in fourth grade. Picture me in fourth grade, heavy, heavy bangs. Just the most bangs, mostly bangs.
0: You're mostly bangs. Mostly
1: bangs and just a lot of insecurity. So imagine that. Um, and I'm with my dad at what will soon be the house that my family and I grew up in. Um, we were moving in there, and he, I went with my dad. He was doing, like, a final look through of the house. They were about to move in uh, with the, the previous owner. Um, don't know, in hindsight, why I was there with my dad at the time, but... That yeah, doesn't sound like a thing that a nine-year-old would be like, yes, I would love to come to this last inspection with you, father. Excellent. <laughs> um, so my dad is doing a walkthrough of the house. And we're going It's a very, it's a small like ranch house. It's not huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in the kitchen and I get this feeling in my stomach that it's like, if I don't get to a bathroom right now, I'm going to poop my pants. It's going to happen in this new house that isn't currently ours. Um so I'm like, excuse me, and make my way to the bathroom, um, and get to the bathroom, and everything turns out excellent, no problem whatsoever, except there's no toilet paper because these, the they're moving out. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing. So fourth grade me is sitting there like, what am I going to
0: do? Problem solving.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm a problem solver. Mm-hmm. I'm something of a Girl Scout, so I was like, what? am I gonna do nine-year-old me sitting (laughs) sitting on the toilet like okay my dad is outside with this stranger and I'm stuck here so I did the very normal and cool thing of using my underwear to wipe myself okay which like everybody's done that at least once
0: and then you have to discard it
1: yeah so then now what do you do where are you
0: gonna put now that? what do
1: you do do you problem tr- number two yeah right on top
0: of problem number two exactly
1: so i'm like okay so i've just created another problem for myself <laughs> do i throw it in the trash where they are definitely gonna find it absolutely do i throw it do i try and flush it where that's gonna cause another problem much bigger
0: problem that's, i'm this not is escalation. gonna i'm not
1: gonna be able to solve it. that's a dead end yeah that's a that's a giveaway. Um, so I like rifled through like pants around my ankles, like I'm rifling through the cupboards. There's like a like dental floss and like a loose like Ziploc baggie. And like, what am I going to do? So I did the very normal thing of putting my dirty underwear into the Ziploc baggie, sealing it up and putting it under my shirt and hiding it. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have to carry it around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was like, I will carry my shame with me as I've done my whole life. Here I go. And so I was like, excellent, cool, problem solved. Nobody will know and nobody will suspect that this weird lump under my shirt yeah. is my shitty underwear that Perfect. I've put in a Ziploc Perfect bag. Perfect answer. So I like walk out and I'm like am like, nothing to see here, father and stranger. And we continue on our tour of this Midwest ranch style home that, again, not a big house. Don't know why I couldn't have been like, you know, maybe I'll just wait the literal five minutes that it'll take for this tour to be done. Um, and... But yeah, so continue on our tour, underwear in the Ziploc under my shirt, and we go outside, and they're, like, looking in the backyard, and there I see my salvation in the form of a wood pile. <laughs> and uh, as my dad and the other man are looking at a shed or whatever, Old men do, I don't know. Uh I'm like, I'll just excuse myself to this wood pile. (laughs) Oh, you know how nine year old girls, we love wood piles. So I yeah, head my way over there, I'm examining it and quickly shove the Ziploc bag underneath the wood pile. Um, never to be seen again. And I'm like, excellent, perfect. Nobody will know. Okay, let's cut to about ten years later. Wow. Went, yeah, oh, you thought the story was done. Unfortunately it's not. Um, 10 years later, uh, we have been living in this house for about 10 years. I'm, oh, no, not 10 years, because then I would be like 19. Well, it's, it's five years. So I'm in like high school, late yeah. middle school. Um, and my dad is like, you know what I should do today on this day? I should deconstruct the wood pile that has been in our backyard since we first moved <laughs> in. And our whole family was like, yes, cool. That sounds like a normal thing to do. And as my dad is like, I don't know why he was, I think the the wood was all rotten. had would literally been sitting there for five years. So he's like taking the wood apart and <laughs> from the backyard, I hear my dad go, what? <laughs> and we go outside and he sees a Ziploc bag with soiled underwear in it, which looks like a crime scene. That yeah. looks horrifying. Yeah. And my family's like, is this evidence? Yeah, like, should we not touch this? Should we, like, put gloves on our fingerprints? Oh, no. And then I, yeah, I thought that I wouldn't ever have to tell anybody. And oops, surprise. And you had to tell everybody? Well, I mean, now I am. But I, like, I was like, oh, don't, don't worry. That's just from five years ago when I thought I was going to shit my pants when we were looking at the house. So, very normal explanation. Yeah. So, I guess the moral of the story is like, your shit is going to follow you everywhere, so Ah! don't try and hide it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great moral. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. You really wrapped that up at the end there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's... Yeah.
0: Everything comes back, you know?
1: Everything comes back. I guess part of the... Part of the moral is like most of the problems were self caused.
0: <laughs> the moral of the story is just burn the evidence.
1: Yeah, the moral of the story is like hold it for about five <laughs> minutes, Mia, and it will be fine.
0: Have you told that story before?
1: Um, not out loud. I've written about it. I've got to write about it in the book, but
0: no. That's a good story to put in the book. Yeah. I love it. I'm Me excited too. about this book.
1: Me too.
0: I'm going to pre order it.
1: Oh my gosh. When the link know. goes up, I will. Be Wait, yeah, what's that.
0: the timeline on something like that?
1: So um, you just
0: kind of just just finalized everything
1: yeah finalized i'm still in the process of like signing contracts and that official official business yeah um but the manuscript is going to be due in early august okay so i've got some time but you
0: from now until um like june to Mm -hmm. not do anything with it and then you have july to panic
1: yeah, I, I would if I didn't have these, like, intermittent dates of, like, oh, 20,000 words are due February 1st. It's smart
0: that they do that.
1: Yeah, it's also <laughs> smart for myself, because otherwise I'll just be procrastinating and be like, Absolutely. oh, like, July, of end of July, I've got 24 hours. Excellent. Yeah,
0: I'll just, I'll really power through this weekend before it's due. Totally doable. For sure. That's how I am with, like, book club. Yeah. Because I'm in book club with uh, with Kaylin from the Bella yeah. and. Yeah everyone like reads the book and everyone's really good and then there's me and i wait like one day before book club and i just like yeah. just like speed read and i'll be i'll be like speed reading the book <laughs> and i'll get the audio version of the book and i'll have it on like four times fast oh my so gosh. it's like the chipmunks reading the book i yeah, yeah, yeah. like audible and i'll be like listening to the book as i'm reading the book just cramming the book into my head so i can go and discuss the book like in, in 10 minutes
1: i I, that's like why I couldn't do any kind of book club. <laughs> I'm so i so
0: irresponsible. Well, because I would up. be
1: like, I, I'm going to procrastinate this thing that I have elected to do. Oh, yeah. I basically paid, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars for an English degree to not read a bunch of books. I think John Mulaney has a bit about how he's like, yeah, I just paid a bunch of money to not read yeah. a lot of books.
0: I have a lot of books. Yeah. But now I'm told I can only keep 30 books. That's the... Uh, oh,
1: the Marie Kondo, the uh, Con- Spark, sp-
0: Spark Joy... Yeah, yeah, that's a great show.
1: I have it's you watched very any of it? I've watched a couple of them, and I watched I,
0: two. Yeah, it is very calming.
1: Yeah, I almost cry every single time she welcomes the house.
0: She's so nice.
1: She's very nice and kind and calming. It's fun I seeing love people it.
0: that aren't in in our American society on yeah. television, and mm-hmm. you see how other people act, and you're like, God, I wish. We should be acting more like that.
1: You're like, wait, there are
0: other cultures
1: in the world? Yeah.
0: Those other cultures seem to be a lot <laughs> better than us right
1: now. Yeah, like, why are we garbage? Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a lot of that. It's like, oh.
0: And she's so little. And, but yeah. like, proportionally, she looks normal. But then you see her against somebody else. And you're like, oh, my God, she's a little tiny person. But she's like, she's like, She's like 4'10 or something. But she doesn't look 4'10 because every yeah. part of her is like, Proportionally tiny, mm-hmm. but then you see you're next yeah. to like an American person. She had like, like
1: three. Inch- <laughs> she had three inches on herself that didn't spark joy. She just got rid of. She them. got rid of them. Yeah.
0: Uh, but now I, you know, I look at everything. I've been throwing away stuff. That did it. It did inspire me to throw away stuff. I definitely threw away stuff. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it. Well, I, I've, it been, I've been. It worked on you. I've been throwing away stuff for years. I used to be such a hoarder. Yeah. As you can tell from my incredibly clean office that we're in. This is honestly.
1: Th- I mean, my this perception is of clean is so. As long as everything has a place, that's I'm very much like. Is yeah. it just like, I don't know? Is everything like kind of in a line? That's like all
0: we're getting there.
1: I'm not. I'm. I'm not much of a like. Everything yeah. has to be like out of sight. Yeah.
0: Do you have a lot of books? I feel like uh, no. writer people have books.
1: I feel like that too. I am probably the least well-read writer, which is not a thing that I should admit. Is I don't read about. my
0: books. I just have them.
1: Yeah. I like don't read nearly as much as I should. Like I. I, yeah, that's where I should end the sentence. Do you have I a just... guilty
0: pleasure of reading that you do?
1: Um, I re- I mean, I read a lot of like, I read a lot of articles. I read a lot of like, most of the reading that I do is like scrolling on my phone or scrolling online. Um, do you have of... a
0: subscription to the New Yorker? Or do you keep on getting uh, X'd out when it's like...
1: So I did. And then I like got into the physical New Yorker and I was like, done. <laughs> done with my subscription. Because they, yeah, they kind of, I have... Now Do they
0: give the you a free one? Oh no, I oh, wish. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, I wish. I, I part of me was like, maybe, maybe if you get in, they just like all of a sudden they appear on your doorstep. No, they don't. No, they don't. You have to go to Barnes and Noble and then
0: get buy them raving. all.
1: Yeah, get like like what? Don't you want to ask why I'm buying four of these? And they're like, No, I don't.
0: I don't care. Care. Like don't. Care. don't, care. It's like don't Barnes and Noble you. is yeah. nothing but authors.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're like, okay, cool. Next
0: um you were in the print edition of the new yorker yeah i think i saw which one which one it was the one it that is, was like it showed what the... will
1: food be like in the future
0: yeah was that super exciting to be in the print edition did no you go crazy? it was
1: terrible and i hated it yeah it was very exciting how and many very... issues did you buy um i think i bought two i think i bought I bought, two, I bought three, sent one to my family. I didn't tell my parents that I was in it, and I just sent them one, and I said, turn to this page, which was a fun, cool, little, like,
0: That's awesome. cute thing. Yeah.
1: Very cute. Um, yeah, so I ended up buying, like, three, and then my husband. Only expensive. three? Yeah. I had to limit my... They're expensive!
0: They are expensive. <laughs> no, just wait. Wait it yeah. out, and people start throwing them away.
1: That's... Yeah. Right? Just, like, wait on people's doorsteps and, like, collect them. Like, in... in like, I'm in this one. Like, <laughs> in
0: Brooklyn... You know, people put like stacks of New Yorkers on their stoop steps. Yeah, um, because waiting
1: for people. Yeah, because they're after. Because I mean,
0: it's every week. People just throw it away. Mm. Um, So I mean, I I I take my upstairs neighbors because she moved (laughs) and she she didn't update her address. That's so brilliant. She's been getting the New Yorker for at least a year yeah. without it going to the correct address. Clearly
1: she doesn't miss it too much. I just, just pick it up. There.
0: I'm like, Christine, huh? Well, we know Christine doesn't live here anymore. so
1: <laughs> I could no be Christine. No one's going to notice this. Yeah.
0: So I just take them. Yeah. then they, they just get pitched. And mm-hmm. then also no one reads uh, all of the New Yorker.
1: I'm sure somebody does. There I read the somebody. humor
0: pieces and I look yeah. at the cartoons and then I'll read like one really long piece. Yeah, I mean... Like a uh, uh, Ronan Farrow piece or something. Yeah, because those are so good. Gia
1: Tolentino writes anything, I'll read it. Um,
0: or the mu- uh, the TV or movie reviews. I read yeah, those.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of page through That's why I'm with most things. That's why I can't get through a book. Ugh, I shouldn't say these things out loud. But <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm i consume way more like tv and movies than is. so what are your favorite
0: tv shows right now there's a lot of good comedy stuff out right now
1: yeah love the good place mm-hmm. excited for broad city to come back mm-hmm. um what else have I i'm a watching? big brooklyn
0: 99 fan
1: i that's something that i've, I've dabbled in brooklyn 99 yeah it's
0: funny get into it yeah what did i really like um well there's some i mean like there's hulu stuff that's good yeah, I always um, forget that. Yeah, Hulu's produces. good. What was really interesting? Oh, I watched a documentary the other day. I'm not a huge like sitting around watching documentaries. Was it the
1: Fire Festival? Yes. Of course it was.
0: It came on. Oh. And did you see heck it?
1: Heck, did I see it? Did I watch it immediately the it second I saw so it? was so good. Yes.
0: I was amazed. I was like, it was, I was in like my uh, my home office, which is more like uh, screens like this. And I was doing work and I had one screen that was just like Hulu and it was running the, uh, the documentary. So I was like halfway doing work and halfway paying attention. And it was so... I ended up doing no work. I ended up just like turning and just like sitting at my desk watching yeah. this on the screen. I watched the entire thing and it was so amazing.
1: It... Uh, there, and it was so amazing yeah. that they
0: had the guy. They I had um, Billy McFarland, is yep, his name? They had amazing. him and he was so honest answering questions and he could tell that he didn't want to answer honest certain is questions. very
1: generous of how I would He just avoided...
0: Him. But you could... The way that they shot it, it was so obvious that he was crafting a response. Yes, that was legally correct, sort of. Yes. At the time, but yeah, you they could captured see that, the like legal wheels of yes. his head
1: turning every time he's like, I "Can't say that. Can't say that." Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that I'm like, oh, there were dozens of people on the on the island where this festival was supposed to work that like just didn't get paid for working literal 18-hour days. Like that's poo-poo garbage.
0: And it was amazing. Yeah.
1: I, just watching all of the, like, all the, like, the people at the high level and all the influencers that were like, oh, no, this is terrible, yeah. is very satisfying. Yeah. It's very satisfying to see very, very wealthy people and they, like, <laughs> in locked bad, bad situation. And when they,
0: they had, you know, everyone came to this, if people are, are listening, they don't know, this is the... the the, the Fire, Fire Festival. The Fire Festival, yes. which was a, a big music festival that was uh, uh, t- touted as like the bigger than Coachella and it's going to be the most amazing experience in the whole world. And it was Rule
1: was ja going to be was, be, yeah, was, was gonna, a part of it. Jaw
0: Rule was a part of it. It was on this, uh, this island in the Bahamas and there was going to be like the biggest deal and you could, it was super luxury and people yeah. paid tons and tons of money in advance for these tickets. And then in, in the end, they actually never set it up correctly and the whole thing ended up being almost like a scam where they they sold the tickets they didn't actually follow through with 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 what they tried at the last minute to do mm-hmm. something that was terrible and everything was uh, misadvertised and everyone showed up and nothing was set up and they immediately tried to leave and then they couldn't they couldn't even leave
1: no they were stuck at an airport and they got
0: like basically they, they padlocked them into an airport because they weren't yeah, allowed to go on the runway hilarious. so they they took all these people they locked them in an airport with like a chain and a lock yep. and uh, they they've made two documentaries so they the people did. at fuck jerry which yep. was the marketing company yep. who were on this like, lawsuit, um, made their own documentary, which I'm sure spins them I'm, in a much better way. I think so it
1: I, comes out today. I'm probably going to go home and
0: I want to watch, watch that. It, yeah. I need to watch to compare because the guy yeah. who was the marketing guy yep. on the Fuck Jerry team did speak on the Hulu one. Yes. And he was really good. I thought he, he was, was very yeah, good.
1: It was very interesting to hear. He I, was very honest. Mm-hmm, I worked at a marketing agency for a hot second and hearing people talk about like um stopping the scroll stopping and like how are we gonna stop the endless scroll like sent like shockwaves into my body of like oh no i'm like re-traumatized from the two seconds i spent in advertising
0: how to get people to stop scrolling because oh, everyone looks exactly the same it's all like the yeah. same kind of pictures
1: yeah it's it was fascinating it's yeah. worth the 90 minutes or whatever that it is
0: they did a great job marketing the festival they just, they just didn't do the part where they actually executed had a the festival. festival right yeah, that like, part they didn't do it's
1: gonna be cool yeah Unfortunately, yeah, like just uh montages of boats does does yeah. not a festival make.
0: Didn't work. And then like they're like, come to Pig Island and everyone's like, Oh these pigs are um, adorable, but the pigs are biting you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they're wild animals. It's and almost like you they have be. teeth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh, what a mess. And then um I loved the the part that I loved the whole documentary is that one man who saw through it. Yeah. Who actually like kind of poked a hole in everything and yep. And he was hilarious. Like he was following the whole thing. He's like, "This whole thing's a fraud." Yep. And yep. like he 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 was on Twitter telling everybody that this was the a guy fraud. That set up the, right. Yeah, fire. Fraud and then he account. he took the map of where the festival was, and he was like, "This is the parking lot of Sandals."
1: Just on every. And he was like, level, "This is the, the parking lot of Sandals, yes. where the event is," and it was. Have you ever been to a Sandals resort? I have not. I have, and it's bonkers went to a or was it sandals it was something like a sandals resort in jamaica
0: okay and like an it, all-inclusive
1: yeah we, i went for my boyfriend at the times uh his brother was getting married at the resort and they were like let's just do an, a getaway and we're all-inclusive it is just buck wild the different yeah. like the difference in like yeah you're at this all-inclusive very luxurious like people are literally waiting on you hand and foot and like right outside the per- perimeters, I mean, like there's just, it's like poverty and it's, I mean, the the cultural disparity, the wealth disparity yeah. just feels, feels disgusting. And also there, I mean, the, the way that they're like, how are we going to entertain all of these white Americans mm-hmm. is also hilarious. Like how they're like, how are we going to get these white people from, from America to enjoy themselves and it's with alcohol mostly.
0: Yeah, lots of alcohol. So that's a
1: lot lots and lots of alcohol. Lots
0: and lots of alcohol.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've never been. I went to I went to like a semi all inclusive, but it wasn't like a sandals. It was at uh Antigua in Antigua, which is a nice island in the, yeah. it's the British Virgin Islands. Yeah. And their entire economy is um vacation people. But it was like it was called Coco's Coco's yeah and it was like 10 bungalows on like this tiny little beach but it was it was kind of all-inclusive but it was also kind of like it wasn't super it wasn't separated that was the difference where it wasn't like
1: that is how it should be yeah it was it wasn't separated it was
0: more like I knew the people like it was kind of it was kind of junky but like in a classy fun way yeah so like you were kind of immersed in it it was interesting. That's how it should be. Yeah, it it's was like, more fun. If you're going to go
1: sit in this cabana, your view should be of the ocean and also of like, yeah, just like the actual place where you're yeah, staying. The actual, the actual island. Place. The actual country where you are. are Though Antigua staying.
0: and Barbuda are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous places if, mm-hmm. if they're listening. Uh, if, if the Cap-
1: entirety of, if, if, of Cap- if Captain
0: Greg is listening from the Barbuda Express, was, I had a great time. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. Everybody threw up. On the Barbuda That's how Express. You know. That's how you know. Because it was it? a ferry that took you from one island to the other, and it was a tiny ferry boat, and it it did this the entire time. It was boom, boom. It was like these horrible, and um, e- everybody started getting seasick, and everyone, every everybody but me on this boat was throwing up. Yeah. And uh, we got to Barbuda, which is like the sister island, but it's not developed, and everybody kind of explores, and it's nice. And everyone's throwing up, and and they were uh, the the crew is helping the the people and giving them jamamine. and I was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everyone's sick. Uh, you know, uh, d- d- is this is this normal? And the guy goes, "Yeah, this happens every every trip." <laughs> I go, "Well, wh- why don't you tell people?" He goes, "Well, then they would never take the that's
1: boat." <laughs> funny, that's so funny. They have the Dramamine ready to oh, go. Yeah. They have it's the buckets. They're oh, absolutely.
0: Like... They're expecting it. They're like, "Here's some, here's some, you know, barf bags." That's excellent. <laughs> oh, it was gosh. fun. Oh, the islands. So what are you working on right now? Like, how do you start the ideas for the different articles that you're mm-hmm. going to submit to the New Yorker and, and Belladonna and McSweeney's? Do you have them, like, started? Have you started any ideas? Do you start with a headline? Um, like, what's sometimes. your writing What's your writing process for the oh. people listening at home who are aspiring writers and respect <laughs> and love your work?
1: Um, it varies depending on what I'm doing. So right now, I'm, I mean, it's all book all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but i i might you
0: take a break from submitting to magazines and stuff while the book process I is happening
1: and will not because okay. i that is a, f- a productive way to procrastinate yeah. and i so i will be like you know what i could do write something else aside from <laughs> instead of this thing that i should be writing yeah um uh, a lot of my ideas i i get if i get in a rut what i'll do is <laughs> do the very embarrassing thing of go back through my own twitter feed which is not a thing I feel like that's very masturbatory. I'm like, how have I ever been funny? Should I see how funny I've been on my Twitter? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: So sometimes I'll go through my Twitter feed and see if there's anything that I'm like, can I expand this into something else? Was something, was there a seed of something that could turn into something else? Um, And I, I have a document of just like lines of ideas, either like a headline or just like a premise that I'm like, this is kind of funny. Um, Like, I, and I also on my phone have like a running document of mm-hmm. like one night my husband <laughs> said what if I answered the phone and just went who like what if <laughs> what if who was the response that people gave instead of hello which is very funny and which I'm like, could be yeah so I uh, wrote that in my phone and I ended up putting that in a joke that I I like was like okay well, what what are other things that like weird responses to something that is like that is either uncomfortable or whatever. Um, ended up turning that into a piece for The New Yorker. But it it varies. Sometimes I... If I'm like... If I'm stuck, what I... I tried not to read funny like funny stuff that other people have written. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, I'm not funny and I'll never be funny and I never have been funny. Um, So I'll read... Or do you
0: fall into a trap of, that's too similar to that other funny thing I just read? Yeah, that too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, where... Yeah, I'll, if I... I mean I, I do my research of like if I have an idea, I wanna make sure that there isn't something that already exists that is Just Google? Yeah. I just Google to see like has somebody like done this idea better and like <laughs> more succinctly? And unfortunately the answer is yes a lot of the time. There a are a lot, of, lot of ideas out there. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I if I'm stuck, what I try and do is read or watch or listen to like just not funny stuff at all. Um, and try and either just like clear my brain entirely or like find the things that are funny in those not funny things Mm -hmm. um just like i mean in the same way that people mind their everyday life or like what's this like very normal ritual that we all partake in that if you think about it twice is like oh that's weird or that's funny or that's strange yeah um so yeah it's a lot of like yeah it's a lot of like looking at not funny things and trying to figure out what would make it funny or what is funny about it how can i
0: turn this a little bit and just like by just a little bit of the Mm -hmm. dial the whole thing's hilarious now yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's great
1: yeah it's yeah and i mean a lot of my process is um moving from coffee shop to coffee shop and pretending to work
0: is the worst thing also when people ask you how to be funny as a comedy writer you know that people is, are always like yeah. tell me a joke make me laugh tell me something Man, funny and you're
1: like I, yeah i rarely fall into the like some, just tell me a funny joke uh, cuz i i don't do a lot of comedy yeah. performance so people aren't like oh you can be funny right now on the spot um but yeah i do i've had people like email or ask me in person like oh could you like how would you make this funny i don't know if i had the answer add an umlaut I'd, yes add an <laughs> honestly that does make everything funnier it does everything has to say oot. yeah Yeah. put a little umlaut over something make the text really tiny say it in a funny voice an oops surprise is funny (laughs) yeah no i yeah i I wish i had like a a really good answer for when people are all caps
0: yeah put it in all caps yeah
1: yeah no i yeah fortunately don't have too many people asking me yeah that on a regular basis
0: what do you do when you're not writing comedy do you have other hobbies yeah like what
1: I I enjoy cooking. Oh cool. I, I Me too. Cooking. I love cooking. Yeah. I've been like that is a another like productive procrastination. Like what can I do that will take my mind off of something and what's
0: your favorite thing to cook?
1: Um, anything that involves <laughs> chopping vegetables <laughs> i that is therapy to me the big i knife? love it yes give me a big knife and a cutting board and like a bunch of onions do it real fast heck yeah no not real fast yeah well not those people psychopath. that go super fast i'm no i find I'm that to scary relax. yeah no. no not just like get not, no like on the top chefs no no yeah i'm not trying to be top chef yeah. i'm just trying to make a chili
0: <laughs> Do you like making chili
1: I have. I that was just the first. I like making soups. I'm very yeah. into soups.
0: Is it what well, soups weather.
1: It is soups weather and I got an immersion blender which is very satisfying. I love my
0: immersion blender. It's a
1: very satisfying kitchen appliance yeah. which makes me sound a thousand years old to say it no,
0: Oh, it's great. You can mm-hmm. do like butternut squash stuff yes. and you can do stuff with like white beans or yeah. or you can make a puree. I love you making can the do purees. Anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, cooking
0: cauliflower mash.
1: You yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so I like, I, I enjoy cooking. I like, I mean, with kind of everything, I span between loving it and then being like, I hate this and I never want to do it again. Um, So when I... It's a fine up, line. Yeah, it's a very, very delicate <laughs> line. Um, I enjoy music. I play, like, I like dabble in like guitar and ukulele. You play? A little, a tiny, tiny bit, very amateurly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a dog, so I... Just like stare at her. You have the dog. The I dog do. on the mug. She's a very cute dog. So I just, yeah, my hobby is mostly just staring at her.
0: What in your your uh, your work environment is? You work from home. Yeah. But it's mostly from coffee shops. Or yeah. Do you, do you I, not get stuff done at home because you get distracted?
1: It depends. It depends on what I'm doing. If it's something that's very like. Um, which side of the brain is the is the smart side is <laughs> the which side of the brain is the Not one sure. that's like like logic and reason if it's like a very like well, I think it right city,
0: side I think right side of the brain
1: sure we'll say that whichever one isn't the like creative artsy right. side if it's very like just get something like answer emails like do a very boring thing i can do that at home but if it's anything creative i need to like go to a 100 different places And do you have to have
0: headphones on like do you isolate yourself when yeah. you're being creative do you yeah. put on music do you put on like yeah. jazz or something I, like i like uh i do classical music
1: that's smart where that i don't like want to listen thing. to the music yes
0: i just want something yeah. to fill in the gap of the silence yeah classical music is great it doesn't really it just kind of flows together yeah if i'm listening to something and it's like 90s rock i'm like i'm way too into it I don't get any work done. I'm like yeah. yes.
1: Any kind of if it has any words in it, I can't listen to anything that has words in it. Otherwise yeah. my brain is like, oh, those are words that I should also use right now as yeah. I'm writing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I listen to the jazz vibes playlist on Spotify. Nice. Which is like hit like R and B hip hop jazz, all yeah. very just like moody. Um uh it's kinda
0: of like elevator jazz almost sometimes. Yeah.
1: It's like cool, chill elevator yeah. jazz. Um a kind of bonkers thing that I'll do is if a co- I'll sit at a coffee shop sometimes I'll just put my headphones on and not listen to anything and just have like muffled noise in the background but if there's not enough background noise I'll go go to coffitivity which plays like ambient coffee shop noises where it's like clink clank and like mm-hmm. you can just hear people talking but you can't understand what they're saying and I'll listen to that while I'm at a coffee shop <laughs> so I have like double ambient noise
0: so it's background noise of a cafeteria while or you're like a sitting shop or like at a, a coffee shop.
1: Yes. Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, that's psychotic. I like it. it. It's kind of it's kind of bananas, but it always, is. Yeah, sometimes I'll have that playing when I'm at home too, so I feel like I, <laughs> I've I've socialized for the day. Like I feel the, like I left the house because I'm yeah. listening
0: to sounds from outside of the house. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. When you write something, how long does it take you?
1: It depends. So, like the the pieces that I'm proudest of it's varied like there's some that I wrote literally in an hour there's some that I worked on for six months and like kept going in and out of um but on average I I'll spend like a day on it like a like a couple like a like a good few hours on it um and then I'll usually have my husband Riley read it because he has a good eye for com, like he has a good like comedy sensibility Um, but he does, that's not a thing that he does all day. So it's nice to have somebody that hasn't just been like looking and reading funny stuff all day, read it and be like, oh, that's not funny. Or like, yeah, that is working. Um, and then usually like the next morning I'll try and submit it. So it's like, I I try and do stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. I try not to sit on stuff too long. That's nice that, um...
0: That the husband is yeah. an active participant in, like, your process. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. He,
1: he is a tall, smiley white man that is just begging for people to ask him his opinion on things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he must have a good comedy sensibility, he does. too. Yeah. So, I mean, you make him laugh, I'm sure.
1: I mean, yeah, he's legally obligated to say that now. He so. is.
0: By government. Yeah. And um, you're on Twitter a lot, so we'll get your Twitter out there. <laughs>
1: My Twitter... Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like to follow you on Twitter. You're uh, yes. at, is it at Mia Market?
1: It is at Mia Market. Mia Mercado was already taken by, I think, an Italian store. Mia... Or maybe
0: it's the jewelry store in Severna Park, Maryland.
1: Honestly, it <laughs> might be coming from my brand, my strip mall jewelry brand.
0: <laughs> um, so when you have something new, you tweet it out. So people should follow yeah. you at Mia Market. Yep. And uh, hopefully you'll be back for the humor and satire festival.
1: Hopefully, yeah.
0: Um, which is going to be in March. What days are that? I need to tell people to come I to
1: that. I think Hold it's on. the 22nd through the 24th. I think you're right. Of March.
0: In New York City, mm-hmm. go to, um, is it the Humor and Satire Festival or the Satire and Humor Festival? Now I'm getting it mixed up.
1: I don't know, but they secured some URL that was very impressive that it hadn't been taken. It was like satire and humor.
0: These are things that uh, I should have had prepared uh, oh, you're for fine. the show because I'm on media sponsor
1: <laughs> that's going to be a very it's the satire
0: cool. and humor festival march 22nd through 24th in new york city tickets on sale now go to satireandhumor.com for more information
1: that url that's so impressive
0: yeah it's great i <laughs> once mm-hmm. got an
1: email from somebody whose email was fajita at gmail.com i probably shouldn't say someone's email address but their email was just fajita that's and so do insane. They,
0: and do they work in the fajita industry?
1: No, I think they just like fajitas, and they got that. I'm I'm easily impressed by people that are. <laughs>
0: by. But I doubt people are going to be emailing them to give them fajitas. If anything, they're going to be emailing them to get fajitas. Mm. So,
1: so maybe it's, they'll be. They're
0: they're going to be. I guess fajita negative soon because they're mm-hmm. going to keep on giving up fajitas. fajitas. That's not good.
1: I take back everything that I said. Before. <laughs>
0: It's Mia Mercado. Please visit her online at miamercado.com. Yes. And uh, read all of her articles. Uh, they're all listed there from the New Yorker Belladonna, uh, McSweeney's, and elsewhere. Uh, I'm Marty Dunnix. This is TalkWord. Uh, thanks for listening. Visit us online at weeklyhumorous.com. And uh, come on out to the Guaranteed Delivery comedy shows every month. Go to guaranteeddelivery.tv. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in, Mia. This is so delightful. so
1: much for having me.
0: All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.